Well, welcome to Wednesday Night Deep Dive at Harvest Christian Fellowship. Everybody online, we welcome you. Thank you for being here with us. If uh, you're watching this tomorrow night or the night after, we just appreciate you guys supporting this and, um, and being part of, of the service here. So, uh, we have been in, uh, in fact, uh, go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 2 and 2 Corinthians 1 if you want to do that. Hebrews chapter 2, 2 Corinthians 1. Um, we've been in a series entitled Having Covenant Faith. And um, tonight's subtitle for this series is Covenant versus Contract. As, as we read the Bible, um, I know for me, when I'm studying the Word, um, I begin to realize that the characters in these pages oftentimes have something far beyond what I've got. Um, uh, far beyond what the church, what Christianity has embraced for today. Um, the traditional modern church um, has taught us well about a transcendent God. A transcendent God is fully powerful, but he's also fully removed. And sometimes that's that's the the God that we have been um, talking about, that we've been preaching about, uh, fully powerful but fully removed from our daily life. The Jewish covenant with God taught the Jewish people what they should expect from Him in daily life as members of His household. The covenant with the Jews was completely different from modern traditional Christianity so many times. That's why we've been, uh, we've been teaching so intensively on covenant here. But again, the covenant, uh, Jewish covenant with God taught the Jewish people what they could expect from Him in their daily lives. Covenant meant that they were part of His household, Abraham's household. Covenant meant that they were God's special people. Everybody knew that from the time a child could begin to understand they were told that the Jewish people had a covenant with God and they were his special loved people. Covenant meant confidence in their relationship with God. Their, their relationship with God uh, came with a confidence because they didn't earn anything. They had covenant. You see, somebody, we're going to look at this tonight, but somebody had went before them and made covenant with God on their behalf. So citizenship to the Jews meant they could walk in covenant authority and power even in the midst of this darkened world. So, uh, so here's what I've seen. As the Western church, that, that would be us, Western mindset, as the Western church developed, covenant became something that was Old Testament. And now we just used it in analogies. Jesus gave us a new covenant. What's a covenant? Well, let's look at the old covenant. And, and it became something we taught in analogies. So um, here's, here's what happened 
when the church began to be removed from a Bible-based Eastern Covenant structure. Um, the church would become almost a separate religion from the Eastern mindset, from the Jewish mindset, where we just use the name of Jesus as a reference. Hmm. So, um, here's what we've got to understand in this study. Number one, Christianity is not a Western religion. Yeah. Hmm? It's not a religion that we made up here. That's not true Christianity. Christianity is not a Western religion. Christianity is a Jewish covenant that began, began with Abraham and was finished by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You see? Um, second, a Western religion called Christianity will always teach us about a relationship with God. Now, I want you to hear this. I'm, I'm going to read this. Um, this is uh, an important statement. And, and you all know how I know this is an important statement. It, right here on my notes, it says this is an important statement. Okay? So... So, so you want to hear this because it's an important statement. Right, right. A Western religion called Christianity will always teach us about a relationship with God in individual self-achieved levels. I'm going to say it again. A Western religion called Christianity will always teach us about a relationship with God in individual self-achieving levels. So as a result, here's what we've been taught in the church. That we have forgiveness of sins. Yet there are also gifts if we're good enough and especially anointed for them. Hmm? Self-achieving levels. There's forgiveness of sins. And there's also speaking in tongues, if we're holy enough for God to give us them. There's forgiveness of sins. And there's also, here's a big one, there's also an eternal heaven if we don't do something to make God eternally mad at us. Hmm? Have you ever had the thought cross your mind, am I still saved? Yeah. Huh? That is a made-up Western religion called Christianity. Forgiveness of sins and also an eternal heaven if we don't do something that makes God eternally mad at us. So, left to ourselves, I'm still an introduction here. <laughs> left to ourselves, separated by, I'm going I'm to read this out. I told the pastor today, this ought to be in a book. Maybe it will one day. Left to herself, separated by compartments in our theological thinking, all these things become distributed to us as we climb the levels of our daily attempt to please a punitive, mean God. Come on. What we fail to see is right from salvation, right from the beginning of our salvation, all these things came to us already at once through a thing called covenant. 
I'm amazed at the biblical characters that I read about that can stand and turn their face toward where they believe God is and demand that their prayers be answered because they know they have a covenant relationship and promises from God. So watch, as we study the Bible, here's the truth. The Bible is an Eastern Jewish historical narrative of how God interacts with those who have covenant with him. So we're going to begin our study then with this statement. In the Jewish culture, everybody understood. Now watch, watch. Now we're getting into the meat. Everybody that was a Jew understood why they waited for the Messiah. This is so good. Watch this. They understood why they waited for a Messiah. Pastor Brent, um, last week or week before last, I think week before last, taught about the covenant where one would go before them and represent that covenant. Now watch this. They waited for the Messiah because in a Jewish covenant, one would represent the party that you were coveting with, okay? To represent. Uh, Pastor David, come on up here a second, if you would. We're gonna, I'm going to show you this, this one representative, okay? So he has more than everybody, and you want to be in covenant with him, okay? In fact, watch, you want to be in covenant with me because you know that I'm the guy that you want to be in covenant with because my promises are irrevocable and they're good. So I'm going to tell David, here's everything that I want to give them in this covenant, okay? Now, I presented my covenant promises to David. He's going to come to you as one person and re-present those covenant promises. Uh -huh. He'll be my representative, okay? Thank you, David. Now watch, watch. They waited for the Messiah because he would be the representative of God that would present this, you see? Now watch this. There were, there were three things that was very, very important in the Jewish culture. Number one, the representative, the one that they waited for that would represent God that had the same authority as God. The representative had to be of the same blood as the one that he represented. Now watch this. Go to Hebrews chapter number 2. Have you got that? Hebrews chapter number 2. Now watch. They knew that the representative of the covenant would have to be of the same blood as the one they represented. Um, Hebrews 2 verse 14. Therefore... Since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, 
and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Now watch, go, go over to uh, chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10. So he had to be of the same flesh and blood. Mm, watch, 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 watch. Have you got chapter 10? Now watch. Uh, let's start with verse 1. For the law, since it has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the very form of things, can never by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, they wouldn't have ceased to be offered because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have a conscience of sin. You see? So, what he's saying is the one that would really come and do this covenant would wipe away our consciousness of sin. But in those sacrifices, there's a reminder of sins year by year. Watch. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Therefore, when he comes into the world, the Messiah, the representative, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. Now watch this. Bulls and goats were only a shadow of the one person representative of the covenant. And he needed to be the same blood as mankind. Now watch. Hmm. Here's the second thing that all the Jews knew. The representative must agree to guarantee the covenant. He must agree to ensure the promises of the covenant are kept. In other words, David went out to represent me. He is also the one that is going to guarantee you, if you make covenant with him, that everything that I've promised you through the one representative, you're going to get. Hmm? Jesus, his position is to guarantee us everything that God has promised us that we can have. Hmm? We don't have to earn it. We don't have to do anything but believe in him. Hmm. Glory. Go to, go to 2 Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians chapter uh, chapter one. Second Corinthians chapter one. Go to the end of the end of the chapter. Hmm. Now watch this. Watch. The representative had to agree, had to guarantee the covenant and agree to ensure that the promises of the covenant are kept. Here's where we find the difference between a contract and a covenant. Now watch. The, golly. Look at 2 look at, uh, Corinthians 1, verse... Oh, watch. <laughs> he had, David, he had to, he had to guarantee that all these promises are available to those that made the covenant. Okay? 
That was his guarantee. Now watch this, watch. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, talking about Christ. Who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a down payment, as a pledge, as a guarantee. Yep. I bought, I think, three or four houses, four houses in my lifetime. Every time I bought that house, the first thing I did when I said I'll buy it is I had to give earnest money. That earnest money was a deposit guaranteeing that I was going to purchase that. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you is the Messiah's guarantee, his pledge, that you are in the covenant. Now watch, watch, watch. Contract and law. The con the contract of the law. <laughs> watch. Go go to go to uh, chapter thirteen. Chapter thirteen. This is good. Watch you like this. Chapter thirteen. Yeah. Second Corinthians. Chapter thirteen. Watch. 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 The contract of the law never promised ever an interaction with the Trinity. Come on. Never promised an interaction with the Trinity. Watch. Watch. This is where it's important that we understand the threefold position of the Trinity that the law could not bring. Only covenant could bring that. Listen to what Paul writes to the Corinthian church as he closes his letter in 2 Corinthians. Watch, watch. Here's something that the law can never, ever, ever give. Verse 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The contract of the law couldn't even mention the Holy Spirit being with us. That's why people that are still operating in the law in a contract instead of a covenant have no fellowship with Holy Spirit. Hmm? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, so, sometimes we're, we're still acting like, like we're in an Old Testament contract, the contract of the law. See, the, the law was not a covenant. Abraham was a covenant. The law was a contract. I'll show you why. But sometimes we think the Holy Spirit is still operating with us under the contract of the law. We're, we're, we wait till we're in a desperate situation. Then we, we want the Holy Spirit to appear, do something wonderful, and go away again. Huh? Yeah, Holy Spirit, I need you to come. Yeah. It, it's like me standing here crying, saying, Oh, Jody, I need you to sit in this chair. Jody, please sit in this chair. Oh, Jody, if you'd only sit in this chair. Well, what's the problem here? She's already in the chair. You see? Holy Spirit, I need you to come. I need, if we'd stop quick, he'd bump into us. Huh? Covenant promises that the Holy Spirit will be here. That's our deposit. That's our guarantee. That's our earnest money. Watch. 
Here's the third thing the Jewish culture knew. That covenant meant citizenship with God. Go back, go, go to the left and find Romans chapter number 11. Romans chapter 11. Mm. Watch, this is good, this is good, this is good. Hmm. Because one person represented the whole tribe. Now, watch. How many of you are in this room? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay? I wanted to make sure everybody was engaged here. Okay? Now, you want to be in covenant with me. David, and, and I made all these promises, David is my representative. So you're dealing with him, but because you're dealing with him, you're dealing with me. Okay? So, so watch this. Because of the one person representative of this covenant, everybody here is in the covenant. Never said you had to earn it. Come on. In this covenant, all you got to do is shake your little head. Okay? You see, you, you didn't have to jump over a hoop. You didn't have to live, leave here and do a certain thing. All you had to do was nod your little head. Okay? And because you were here, you're fully in covenant. Because law earns covenant grants. Are you hearing me? Watch, 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 watch. Hmm. So every citizen of the Jewish nation knew that they had citizenship in the covenant. They didn't, they never, they never thought, does God love me? They never thought, do I have to do this? They never thought any of this stuff. The only thing they knew were they were Jewish and they were in covenant. Amen. Because they were Jewish. Now watch. Hmm. We are not part of a Western religion. We are members of the household of Abraham. So we've got to learn to see the Bible through the eyes of a Jewish covenant and quit thinking that this is a Western book. You see? Now watch. Here's, I want to show you who you are. Look at, look at Romans 11. Hmm. Hmm. Romans 11, verse number 17. I need somebody that will be a, a wild olive branch. You can't be. You're my representative. Okay. <laughs> Pastor, come up here and be a wild olive branch. Okay. He looks like a wild olive branch. Okay. Now watch. Verse 17. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree. Now don't be arrogant 
toward the branches. I told you, he's a wild olive. Watch this. Don't be arrogant toward the branches, but if you are arrogant, God says, remember this. Remember, it's not you mm -hmm. who supports the root. The root supports you. Come on. Okay? Now watch this. Good. Watch this. But I messed up. And the law says, then you're not good enough. You broke the contract. Come on. But I messed up. Covenant says, it's not you who supports the root. It's the root that supports you. Hmm? Glory to God. Mm. Mm. We need to understand God never gave Moses a covenant. He gave him a contract. Go, go to uh, Galatians. It is, isn't it? Glory to God. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Man, we've read this here lately, but we need to keep on reading it until we understand exactly who we are. Amen. Have you got Galatians 3? Yes. Hmm. Look at uh, verse 8. Do we, first of all, do we have any Gentiles here? <laughs> uh, we do. Okay. Verse 8. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Covenant. Verse um, 14. In order that in Christ Jesus... The blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, I want you to go to, let's look at verse 24. Therefore, the law, which is a contract, it's not a covenant, Therefore, the law has just become our tutor mm -hmm. to lead us to Christ yeah. mm -hmm. so that we might be justified by faith. Now, we've got one more to read, but I want to ask you a question. Have you ever wondered if you're good enough for God. Have you ever wondered that? Have you ever met the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever wondered if God loves you? Have you ever met the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever wondered if all this stuff is true? Have you ever met the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever wondered if God would answer your prayer? Come on. 
Have you ever met the Lord Jesus Christ? Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. Now look, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants and heirs according to the promise. Glory to God. Isn't it crazy that when we read the Bible, I mean, we carry this thing, we hug it, (laughs) we kiss it, (laughs) I love it, and then somebody quotes it, and we go, no, that can't be true. (laughs) No, it can't be that good. It can't be that good. We always say, life for us would be wonderful if we would just pretend like the Bible is true. Come on. Hmm? Yeah. Come on. Now what? Huh? Go to... Uh, hmm. Watch this. Religion says, if you're good enough, you can have it. Oh, my Lord, how many years have we been trapped in that? Come on. Hmm? Religion says, if you're good enough, you can have it. Covenant says, no matter how you got it, because you've been transferred as a citizen, you have it. Amen. It don't matter how you got it. Amen. Huh? You can get it in a prayer meeting. You can get it at a evangelist meeting. You can get it at home in the bedroom. It don't matter how you got it, but if you got it, it's yours because of covenant. Go, go to, um, um, go to First Samuel seventeen. I've taught on this, so I'm not going to labor it, but it just fits right in here, and and I want to remind you of it. There's a, there's a movement in the church. We've, we've got to be inclusive. I don't know how we're ever going to be inclusive in an exclusive covenant. I don't know how we can do that. We want to be inclusive in the fact that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to come in here and hear about Him. That's about as inclusive as we can get, you see? Because all through the Bible, there's a division between who belongs to God and who don't. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's where I get nasty mail. Hmm? Oh, pastor just said get him. (laughs) he always makes a a distinction between you are my chosen generation you're a royal priesthood and those that are in the world you see now watch this watch I want to show you something only for Israel the Lord watched over him he protected him he did supernatural works because of their covenant with Abraham 
So if you came against Israel, when I'm standing here, you come over and slap Jody, who you think you're really slapping? Because me and you's about to go round. Huh? You slap me, don't trust her. She'd jump on your back and pull your eyes out. Huh? <laughs> Man, I've seen that short little woman go. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Every Jew knew that if you picked on me, you were picking on God. Because I'm in covenant. I haven't earned anything. I was just born here. Huh? I just born here. I got born again here. You see? Now watch. So are you a citizen of the church that's under contract with the law and you're trying to earn God's favor? Or have you just been born into the household of Abraham through the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ? Now watch. This is why we saw David so indignant. He comes in to bring food to the soldiers. And here comes Goliath running his mouth. Now watch, watch. This is important to understand this about covenant. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 8. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, Why do you come out to draw up in battle array? Am I not a Philistine? And you, the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. Covenant. Yep. He was making a one-person representative covenant. Yep. If I beat him, all of you belong to me. Yep. If he beats me, all of us belong to you. So that was covenant, yep. you see? Yep. Now, now, now watch this. Hmm. If he is able to uh, fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But what, but what about that one soldier of Israel that was hiding under a bucket? Oh, he would be in the covenant too. Yep. Yeah. 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 What, what about the one tending the donkeys that hasn't seen battle? Oh, he's in covenant too. Yep. Yeah, you see? But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants to serve us. That's Saul and everybody. Again, the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man. One person representative covenant. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Why? Because they were afraid if they sent out one and Goliath cleaned his clock, they were all done. Yep. Hmm? Now watch. Hmm. Look at David's covenant response. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, 
you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. What's this? When did he taunt? When did he taunt God? When he taunted them. When he taunted them. You see? How many of you had the enemy threatened you with something lately? Come on. Hmm? Oh, and we run, we run home, hide under a bed, or get on Facebook and cry. I want you to know, if you post a sad and sorry and scared statement on Facebook, you just made me take medicine when I see it. I'm just telling you. Hmm? Okay, watch. Here's, here's, see, this all spoke of citizenship. David said, man, when you said that to us, you said that to God. You see? Here's the difference between law thinking and covenant thinking. David saw Goliath's mocking as a challenge to God. Hmm. The other Israelites, they were thinking like Philistines. Hmm? They were even starting to talk like Philistines. You see? Man. David was thinking covenant. He was thinking citizenship of Israel. It got so bad that the ones that God has put in place to present to the world the message of his covenant were starting to talk in fear just like the ones they were sent to. Hmm? Hmm, mm, mm, mm. Watch. A one-man representative covenant is so powerful, it changes everything for everybody involved. Look at verse... Look at verse 51, the second part of 51. So David goes out and kills Goliath. Watch. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Verse 52. The men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the valley of the gates of Ekron. Now why did they do that? They were just hiding under a bucket. Huh? Because the one man representative of the covenant... Yep defeated the enemy and now they owned them. Yes. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Come on. And the slain Philistines lay along the way of Shiram, even to Gath and Ekron. The sons of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and plundering their camps. I think it's time we started plundering some camps, to be honest with you. Wow. Here's what Israelites knew. John, because of one man and his victory, they all had the victory. Hmm? And here's what the Philistines knew. Because of the one person covenant victory, they had all lost. 
Mm -hmm. yep. They had all lost. Now, I want you to, I need to come in for a landing with this. Hold, hold your place there and turn to the left and find numbers um, 14. Let me show you something important. I'm going to show you exactly why you've lost some battles. Can, can you stand it if I show it to you? Will you still love me if I show it to you? Okay. Okay. Because if you don't love me, Jody told me this information. <laughs> Watch. Here's the tragedy of mistaking a covenant with a contract. And that's what we've done in the church. We, we've thought this thing was a contract. If we do good enough, we can have it. A covenant says if you're a member, you got it already. Okay? Now watch, watch. Um, hmm. Religion, well, watch. Citizenship which is covenant, says because of the covenant, you have already been transferred to it. But a contract can be broken. A covenant remains even when the party stops believing in it. It remains. You cannot break a covenant. Now watch this. Watch. Um, Moses and the Israelites were under contract. What does contract say? If you're good enough, you can have it. That's what contract says, okay? Um, Moses sends the spies out into the land. The spies come back. They say it's all there, but we can't have it. And they were disobedient. So they broke contract. Okay? Now watch. God says in Numbers 14, verse number 34. According to the number of days which you spied out the land, 40 days, for every day you shall bear your guilt a year, even 40 years, and you will know my opposition. Do you know what the words opposition means? Breach of contract. He said, because I promised it, and you didn't believe it, and you didn't do, you didn't take the victory I sent you for now you're going to see my breach of contract. Now I'm not going to do it for you. And if we're trying to live under contract instead of under covenant, because if they'd have been under the Abrahamic covenant and did the same thing, God wouldn't have done anything to them because he already gave it to them. You see what I'm saying? They could have went over and got it because he already gave it to them. But they refused to do it. They refused. They, they broke contract. Now watch this. Watch. When the church believes they're in a contract relationship with God, they will only see God as someone who commits a breach of contract when we fail. But a covenant relationship with God through the one person representative of the covenant, everything is ours through the promise. And I haven't got time to go back over there where I was going to go. But I want to ask you a question. Have you been living 
your life as a Christian under contract or under covenant? Think about this. Have you been living your Christian life under contract or under covenant? Man, you, you know who I have to talk to to find someone that believes in my grandfather covenant river. She's seven years old. She believes I can do anything. If I tell her this is what we're going to do, Ten days from now, she'll tell Grandma, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be so cool. She doesn't have a contract with me. She's got a covenant with me. Come on. With your God, have you been living under contract? Or have you been living under covenant? Because maybe, maybe it's time that we went to God and said I want to be in covenant with you pastor do you have any do you have something okay come on up and maybe maybe lead us in a in a covenant accepting prayer here when we're done I thought it was uh, so awesome that he was going over this today um I saw a statistic today, and uh, I can only assume that it's pretty credible, that in the United States, every year, about 15.4 to 15.8 million people come to Christ. At the end of a year, only about 11.3 million of those remain. Now, that's not a big percentage. Um, and, and, and the question is, why? I want to read a statement to you that I hope makes you really upset. Because um, it bothered me at first, and it, it really didn't bother me. I thought, wow, and I, I can't tell you because I've heard it attributed to different people. Um, but with what you were saying and how you started out today, the, the quote is this. It says, Christianity began in Palestine as a fellowship. A relationship and then it moved to Greece where it became a philosophy a way to think and then it moved to Rome where it became an institution a place you go just keep looking straight ahead then it moved to Europe and became a culture a way of life see how we're getting away from what it originally started as now again, just keep looking straight ahead because this one's going to bother you. Then it came to America and became a business. We live in complete contract mentality. And we wonder why people don't do. Well, you've got to check all the boxes. You've got to be the good employee. You've got to do all the right things, and then you'll get your payday at the end. 
Maybe if we started sharing the relationship, the, the, the covenant side. I just thought it was so good when you were talking about how Christianity is not a Western religion. It's actually a covenant based even back to Abraham. And I, and I thought about that quote. I thought, my goodness, is anything ever truer? We took it from here where it was a relationship and we gradually kept moving farther and farther away from what true Christianity was. A life with Christ based on a relationship. And then it became a way of thinking. And then it became this institution that you go to. And then it became a culture. Then it became just a business where you checked all the right boxes and you did all the right things. We have to get back to that place where we understand that we're in a covenant that cannot be broken. And maybe... Maybe, just maybe, we'll quit offering them everything else to check all the right boxes. <laughs> you know what? We've, oh, we've, it's going to get worse. Because what we've offered them is do everything right and you don't have to go to hell. We've never offered them a God that says, I will go with you to the very ends of the earth. We've never offered them a God that says, I am in a relationship with you, and whatever enemy fights you, fights me. And I win every time. We've offered them everything else, check all the right boxes, do all the right things, but we've not offered them that relationship. Imagine how many people we could keep in the church. Listen, God's doing things. Listen, God, you know, you say yes, amen. No, let me tell you how much God's doing things. I get an email today from people who used to go to this church before me. They said, we've been away from God for X amount of years, but we've recently come back because their daughter went to vacation Bible school. Now they call, they call me up and they said, we hear you're doing a baptism Sunday. And so we're going to be baptizing the mom, the dad, the daughter, and it gets better, and doing a baby dedication for their youngest. God's doing things and we, don't, we, we have no even idea of that he's moving it. But what if we just offer him this contract? Here, sign this, do all the right things. What if we took all that away and just said, let me introduce you. You trust me, you don't want to miss Sunday. I thought you was going to get all over my message. I started to shut him up two or three times. But what if we started offering them a relationship? We say it. Oh, it's pretty words. I'm, I'm, I'm the pastor here, right? I'm going to challenge you a little bit. We say pretty words. It's a relationship, not a religion. Until you hand them their do's and don'ts. And until you tell them what's Christ-like and what's not, because it convicts you. <laughs> well, here, check all the right boxes, and we'll accept you. And once we accept you... You're in. You're good with God. What if we offered them their own relationship? 
with God that has nothing to do with checking the boxes, has nothing to do with making sure they do the right things and they work themselves to death. But we offer them a relationship with a God that says, I love you so much that I gave. From a fellowship, a relationship, to a way of thinking, to somewhere you go, to a culture, to a business. And I'm telling you, all you got to do is look at the church. It's what it is. How about we go back to the beginning? To what caused 12 men to absolutely turn the world upside down. Where thousands of years later, it's still being talked about. Thousands of years later, it's still being wondered at. Thousands of years later, they're still trying to figure out why. Man, if we offer them this relationship, this covenant, and not the contract. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify and magnify you in the beauty of your holiness. I thank you, Father, and I stand with you as you stand with me. And I thank you, Father, that even in my wrong, even in my misdoings, you don't break your covenant with me. You still stand with me. And, and, and because I see that love and because I see that connection in us, it causes me to turn from the things that I have been doing that changes my thought process. Father, remove from this this contract mentality that says if you're good enough, you get it. Return to us the understanding of this Eastern mindset that understood a covenant was forever. And I thank you, Father, that you're changing us. And if it has to start somewhere, let it start right here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're watching online today, tomorrow, tonight, whenever, we are glad that you joined us. Uh, we invite you to come back. We say it every week. We're going to say it again. It's better in the house. All right. Um, amen. If you want a copy of a, a study sheet, we've been trying to do this over the last couple weeks. If you want a study sheet uh, of what Ted uh, brought, what Pastor Ted brought tonight, they are here. You can come and get them, or, or Rachel can, if you don't care, Rachel, Rachel will bring them to you. Uh, so lift your hands if you want one of those study sheets. And uh, fantastic job, sir. I just couldn't believe when I, when I heard that quote of what you started out with today. I'm like, oh, this is good stuff. Amen. You are blessed. You are blessed. You know why? Because you're in a covenant with God. So you just go, and like he said, just shake your head. Say, yes, I am. Amen.